Hello and welcome to this week's Loud and Proud podcast brought to you by Healthy Meals. Healthy Meals with an eye offers you three nutritious, delicious, calorie-counted meals five days a week for only €60. They also offer free local delivery. Get 10% off your first order by simply mentioning Loud and Proud. Doesn't get much better than that. Well, in fact, it does because they've told me that they're offering special rates to local GA clubs around the county. So if you want nice grub delivered and sorted out for your football team before or after training or after matches, get on to Healthy Meals also. Right, OK, here we go. It's the Loud and Proud Wexford Championship, Leinster Championship Talking Points podcast. I'm excited for this one. I hope you are too. And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood and Meehan. Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it and he's done it. A goal for Louth. Carlo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it. It is. I don't believe it. Kildare must be out of the list. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Laos, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Laos since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by JP Rooney! And then it's happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Laos are in front. And here it is. Now they are all Ireland champions for the third time. Wow, 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 wow. What a day. What a finish. What an absolute humming of a championship game um, first of all I'm going to I'm going to talk about the uh, I'm going to give the match report my match report starting teams and match report I am going to then give five talking points from today's uh, today's epic battle and then I'm going to leave you with the, the plan for the week and what's happening and what's coming up next in the um, Loud and Proud podcast and world and on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter um, if you missed anything or would like to look over today's action, check out my Instagram for the stories. And there's uh, that's Instagram.com forward slash Loud Proud. And then on Loud and Proud on Facebook, I have videos before, during and after. Um, so uh, get all up there and relive today's uh, epic win over Wexford on all my uh, media channels. So hopefully you enjoyed them as much as I did. Um, right, so let's get into it. Match report. Um, the team that started the uh, 2019 Leicester Championship match uh, was Fergus Sheikhi in goal, full back line, Fergal Donoghue, Emma Carlin, James Craven, half back line, Anthony Williams, Bevan Duffy, John Clutterbuck, midfield, Tommy Dornan and James Califf. Kieran Downey, Jim McEnany and Cole McKeever made up the half forward line, and then the inside line was Andy McDonald Roman. Sean or Sam Mulroy and Declan Bourne inside. So what you had there was four four players that started their the championship uh, debuts today. It was a uh, Fergal Sheikin goals, Fergal Donahue and 
John Plodderbuck and the other jocks player Sam Mulroy. So that it was like the only person that lost it. It was similar to the league, similar to it, you were wondering what way the team would be lined out. Uh, Wayne doesn't name it until very, very close to throw in. Um, you're wondering who who would start or what would there be most changes from the league. It's been a couple of weeks now since the league campaign. And the only player that really lost out was Conor Brannigan. and Colin McKeever came in for him. But other than that, it was fairly settled team. The half-back line is very settled. Two twin towers in the middle of the field. Inside line as well. So Wayne was... Uh, Wayne, I suppose, was uh, loyal to that group that gave him success and I suppose with limited match practice, uh, challenge games and lads at the club, it's probably wise to stick with that uh, that same team that uh, brought him so so much success in the league. And it made sure our bench was quite strong as well. And we get to that in just a minute. That it could be one of the talking points. So the match report, let's begin. It was... Uh, very, very slow and ponderous start. Um, both teams kind of feeling each other out. And uh, Ben Brosnan hits a really good point for Wexford to, to put them ahead. Patient build-up, slow across the field ball. And he outside, swerves the ball outside the right boot from way out. 1-0 over the blanket defence. And then Andy levelled on the counter-attack. one all. So that was one all after eight minutes. And um, we were... Uh, we were on top, but I felt that we were getting dragged down to Wexford level. We were kicking the ball away. We had too much time in our hands. We were taking the extra pass. And then you just thought it, it, it was going away from us and it was getting worse when uh, we win a penalty. Andy claims in the middle of the field it was a peach shot to drop short. He caught it, sorry, in the middle of the square. Torn, and just as the ball, he scored the ball over the line, he was uh, the ref blew the whistle. And uh, had to call it back for a penalty. People were screaming for Jesus, let it go, play the advantage, no advantage. But obviously it's a technicality, and it it was brought back for that reason. Jim uh, took it, and it was it wasn't badly hit. It was just uh, probably just not enough pace on it, and he was it was saved by their debutant goalie Matt uh, Doyle, and that. Uh, that really sent the jitters. Then Decky had a goal chance then soon after and that really sent the jitters when he didn't get it and he snatched and it went wide and you thought, oh no, here we go. We're gonna ru- are we going to rue these chances? We had all the space. We had early, early dominance and we were wasteful and it was still uh, one all. Then they go up the field, Glenn Malone, uh, 2-1 on a counter-attack wing-back. Very good player. Uh, Peach levels, um, patient score with a free. Then they get... Uh, Another score, David. It was like it was. It was five. The sides were level five all. We're level five times five all. Peach hit a free. Peach was really keeping us in the game with scores. He got another. He got another score from play. Mulroy got a free as well after missing two as well. And Brosnan hit another long range score to make it five all. So uh, Peach had three and Brosnan had three. So that's five all after twenty three minutes. It was. Uh, it was the first time we led in the game. And it was, it was just, it was still had that feeling that well, things aren't going that well, and we're dominating the game. And Beelan then hits, uh, the, hits four, uh, hits two scores in a row. He's the fourth highest scorer in the National League, and he really sprung it into the traps at the end of the half to make it seven five. Mulroy pulled back free to make it seven six. He could have made it level. 
um, but he did he missed that one as well and we had a tour goal chance as well they had a, uh, a save right on the line from I think it was yeah it was Colin McKeever we walked the ball along the end line so that made it 7-6 at half time we were losing when we shouldn't have been losing we were not scoring when we should have been scoring we missed penalties when we should have been scoring penalties and you thought oh god is this going to be one of those horrible days especially with all the other Division 4 teams doing well and awfully we were doing well against Mead at the time as well but out came out in the second half and Decky really shot laid out of the traps uh, he kicked two points in a, in a minute in a minute to put us eight seven ahead Beelan then levelled he was coming a really big presence in the game uh, then Malone as well got another point from wing back that made it 9-8 to Wexford they went back in front they went two ahead when O'Connor the full back lashed over a point Peach again pulled, pulled a point back from play a really good score composed score Beelan went in a great solo run uh, really ripped through us and had the composure then to punch over the bar to make it 11-9 pushing it ahead of us um, Peach then another free 11-10 pulled it back into it and then uh, Decky hits a point on the spin I think the ball hit off the post and he torn with quick react and he flicked it over the bar really good score 11 all and you thought yeah right we're after getting back into the game we um, we might have exhausted ourselves a little bit here and then Kevin O'Grady wins a penalty Tommy Dornan pulls down there I think it was oh, it was either uh, no, it was own route there, wing forward. It was quite impressive, the number 10 today. And uh, Kevin O'Grady lashed it in. one eleven to 11. And you thought, oh God, they're after getting a goal. They're, is this going to be... The, the narrative is going to be Penos. Uh, we missed theirs and they hit theirs. And it was one uh, eleven to 11. And Mulroy pulled one back. Beelan hit a free. Conal got one back. Beelan with a free. one thirteen to 13. Um then Bornsey come on come onto the field and hits a hits a hits a score really sharp point turns his man, but Beeling come back again one fourteen to fourteen and it looks like oh god it really is going to be one of those games, time is running out, we're not getting into the game when we're we need a goal, we're uh, we're running out of ideas but then we kind of we emptied the bench, um, Connor Early came in. Owen Duffy came in, like I said, Bournsey came in, he scored with his first touch, and it was, they all kind of added to the chaos of it, and that seemed to help us. Um, Jim rattled a lovely point, then he was he was uh, replaced. Bournsey gets his second point, and he hits a great leveller, really composed leveller um, on his left foot, we bided our time and slotted over and you could see there growing in confidence, growing in real stature and kind of a sigh of relief. Okay, we can express ourselves now. Bournsey gets another point from play. Kieran Downey, who had been trying so hard, finally got the breakthrough, 19 uh, point, whacked it over. And then William Woods had the class to come on the turn on the loop to flick it over the bar. Tommy Dornan gets his traditional point that he always gets to make it 21 points and we're just like we're just dominating them now the flurry is on we're just blitzing them whatever we're taking over game is more or less won and they put a I think it was a goal shot I don't I can't remember who had the goal shot but now for 45 and Bornsey has the final say in a sparkling cameo off the bench to stroke over a 45 22 points to 114 we went and scored the last 8 points of the game and Wexford had no reply. So that's the match report. Um, now let's get into. Uh, hope you enjoyed that match report. Hope you can keep up uh, with the flurry at the end. 
they completely went out of it after I think it was the 50 60th minute they went right out of it the last 10 minutes of the game we just absolutely dominated uh, I think they scored the last score in the 57 minute they went 12 minutes without scoring we got 8 scores in that period so that was an 8 point turnaround 3 down to uh, level and, and, and win the game by 5 points so it's a terrific win and let's get into today's Wexford talking points. The first one has to be uh, the tale of two penalties. You thought uh, when they when, well, the first of all, you thought Loud should have Loud shouldn't have even had a penalty. The referee should have allowed it. Andy called it, claimed it really did well, stood up straight, was pulled, but still had the the balance uh, to. To, to find a way to, to flick it into the outside of his right boot, close range, and dribble it over the line. But obviously the ref had blown it, and this is where a bit of common sense really has to come in. Maybe he was under uh, pressure from the uh, assessors in the stand to, to, to give it, having blown it. He consulted with his umpire as well, I don't know why he consulted and uh, to give the penalty then all that nervous energy is bestowed upon Jim to take the penalty and uh, he had a bit of a time delay to hit it as well all that built up and uh, it was it was struck wide oh it was saved sorry it was saved uh, by Matt Doyle their goal their um, their debutant goalkeeper so that really um, really sent the shivers down the spine of the the loud supporters anyway and myself and then they nailed their penalty, and you just thought that was those are two big talking points within the game before the the, the dramatic finale. But um, thankfully, it wasn't. It um, it didn't come to pass, and it just showed a little bit of resilience as well that uh, we missed penalties. It wasn't going well for us early on in the games, and we still kept plugging away. We kept st- sticking to the system. And uh, we had lads who come in uh, still knew what way the system was playing, and uh, it was great. So it was really good mental strength. And Jim came back as well, didn't knock a feather out of him, kicked the point at the end before going off. Uh, he was quite solid around the field, he really worked hard. <laughs> That's one thing about this team they do not stop working, they work really hard. They'll make you, if you beat Loud this year, you're going to really earn it. And that's a great way to have it. There's great honesty amongst the group and uh, amongst everyone, really. Like Andy sets the tone and the inside forward line tackling. The uh, the whole half-back line just has so much high energy that uh, keeps going. But that, that's the way... That, the penalties could have summed up the game, could have been major, major talking points. But thankfully they weren't, so that's the first talking point over and done with. The second one is... Peach Caliph, I was. Uh, you, you're you're really worried when you're doing like podcasts like that, and you know, have interviews with a lad before a game, and you think, oh God, he's just going to jinx him now. Uh, does the pod have a jinx? And thankfully, uh, I can safe to say, um, the Loud and Proud podcast doesn't have a jinx on a lad, um, because uh, Peach had a tremendous game today. Five points, five valuable points for Loud. <clears throat> three in the first half when they were badly needed and uh, that really got us out of a hole because we were finding it difficult our inside line wasn't being found our half forward line couldn't find the space to kick points from, from range and 
Peach as the extra man late runner is used to in that way with Clark Head and he's a good accurate ball striker either foot pass or kicking the ball over the bar and it was just great for him as well and uh, I was very relieved uh, as a podcaster that uh, he played as well as he did he was probably I'd say he was Laird's man of the match he did go off uh, injured uh, hopefully he'll be right for the next day he should be should be good to go uh, to test himself himself against the dubs whether he, whether he's on the next podcast or not I do not know uh, might have someone else lined up for that one but more about that later on but yeah no credit to Peach he was probably Laird's man of the match he, he stood up when Laird really needed that uh, test of character and uh, with real quality as well not just battling and just trying hard he actually had a bit of skill and a bit of uh, presence too so it was really great to see him and as you as you, you listen back to that interview he, he goes into it the honesty within the group and how hard he's worked and how much he enjoys it and I suppose that bit of uh, experience came to him today he, he knew what to do at the right time he didn't panic and he he kind of relished the championship uh, aspect of it and the podcast uh, didn't affect him and I suppose it's 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 kind of thing that uh, managers are afraid to let players talk or afraid to let them have a word in the changing room or have a word, sorry, in the paper that might go in the opposition changing room wall and it just shows not the case and that's the way Wayne kind of operates. It gives the players the freedom. They're all, they're all well, they're all intelligent, like well put together young men and they, they know how to talk and they're, they're allowed to talk and it's not it's not all about uh, giving secrets away it's uh, just about promoting the game and getting the county uh, noticed and giving back I suppose as well so let's get to talking point well done Peach sorry uh, and thanks for coming on uh, last week so talking point number three and that has to be uh, the finish what a finish it was just like uh, like you look at Laird this year did we finish tight games well not really we didn't finish that Westmead game as well as we liked the Longford game not really we got we got the OG against Offaly as well but you're just worried going down the stretch in a away venue um, against an underdog could we panic or would that sense of insecurity come over us in a tight game and especially chasing the lead when they were packing the defence as well we looked like we were running out of ideas. It looked like it was going to be the day for the underdog, but we didn't allow them to hang on. We really, really blitzed them. But it wasn't just done with just pure uh, heart. It was done with a bit of an intelligence as well. We pressed up on a high press in their kick out, and they couldn't get out of it. We penned them in. We really penned them in. Um, once Bournsy, uh, sorry, once Jim got the score to pull to pull, make it a two point game. That really worked a treat. It, it, we allowed, didn't do it the whole game. They allowed Wexford to have the kickouts, So they weren't used to it and they didn't react quick enough. And by the time they did react, it was too late. We were dominating them around the middle of the field. We were pressing them and harrying them and turning them over. And it was just, it was, it was punishing. And when they were that tired and fatigued come the end of the game, we were in control. And it just, it didn't matter what score was. We were just, we were going to win the game. And we, were, we tore, really turned the screw. Then you look at it again and you look at Wayne's use of the squad and the use of the bench. You uh, like He brings in Bornsey, Woods, uh, Owen Duffy, 
Dan Corcoran came in a couple of times with blood subs. Roland Holcroft and Connor Early, and they all really contributed. It's obvious, Bournsy kicked four points. We get to that in a second. But uh, Connor Early was a big presence. Like, it's great to have a big man off the bench. Uh, like for like when uh, James Calliff did go off, Roland Holcroft put in a massive hit just before, uh, just on the sideline to turn them over, just just to turn the tide. Owen Duffy comes on and has a real impact as well. Load of energy around the field, uh, and he was he was very composed as well. There was a, there was a, there was a time he was out in the right wing, and he looked right, looked left, looked right, scanned the surroundings, and then played the ball nicely. Um, to, kept wit on the play as well. <clears throat> Bornsy as well scores with his first touch, and that kind of gave Laird a bit of belief. Like, all right, we have a bit of an end product here now. We have a bit of a score, and just like say years ago when Suarez uh, used to give uh, Liverpool belief back in the day when they weren't good. Um, once Bournsy was on the field, Laird thought, all right, we do have scores. We we do have scores. Else. Then William Woods comes in as well. He kicks a point as well. You thought. Right, Jesus, yeah, because you know when you're on a, when you're playing and you're tired, your tongue is out and you're struggling, you're behind, and then you see lads of quality coming on the bench. It gives you that bit of belief, and then when they do score, like I said, when Bournsley does score and Woods does score, it, it, it that belief just doubles and magnifies, and it, it gives you great confidence then. So all that worked, all that mixed, <laughs> and uh, it really, really, it was just a absolute blitz like to score 8 points like uh, speaking about belief Kieran Downing took that belief and lashed over a score Tommy Dornan got the score and he he, uh, he you could see he was visibly like he was animated and he was delighted he claimed a mark as well he was just just buzzing and we could have played for another 20 minutes which is another another sign of this campaign that uh, the impact that Graham Bourne uh, has had on this group and on the game Really, it was a, like it was a sunny day. It wasn't. It was pure championship, hard, tough, uh, like really high pace. Um, no quarter given or asked. They were highly physical. They're not really. They're not a division four team. To be fair to them, like I know they are, but they're they've they've fair like they've a lot of players that would have played division three, division two in the national league, even division one. Um, the centre back Brian Malone would have played in an All Ireland semi final in two thousand and eight. So down the stretch, and I, I did say that, uh, which I was delighted. I actually did get a prediction right when I went to LMFM beforehand with Colm Corrigan. Um, I mentioned Graham Bourne's fitness, and that would that stand to the lads? And I, I did say it. So thank for, thanks be to God, I got one prediction right. In terms that there wouldn't be uh, there wouldn't be found wanting for uh, fitness going down the stretch, and there weren't. And it really showed. We had power, we had energy, we had cool heads. Our decision-making was right on the money. That all contributed. Um, and the lads were like, I don't think... Um, I, James Callum might have been off injured, but we had a full... like We, we had no soft tissue injuries. People didn't come off injured. We had a full squad to pick from. I know a few lads um, didn't even make the squad. The likes of the likes of Philly Englishby and Rory Moore didn't make the squad. That tells you how competitive it is. Derek McGuire didn't make the bench. He would. He, we were asked about him after the game, and he'll come back into it the next time. Um, so, like that's another talking point within this talking point about the finish, the starting team the next day, like um, 
does Bonesy start? Does William Woods get more uh, more game time? Does Owen Duffy get another start, or is he now an impact sub off the bench? The only game he started this year was Carlo, when he might have been subbed off, and he's he's played uh, an exceptional role off the bench. Connor Brannigan didn't even get off the bench, who who has been exceptional and one of the fittest men in the squad. Um, so that 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 just shows the the fin- the the little impacts to the finish, the bench. The competition for places, the press and the kick out, and the fitness from Graham Bourne. The lads are like the lads are lean. They're very strong, and it meant that when they were under pressure, they approached it in the right manner, and they had the tools to carry it out. And that, that's testament to the management team and uh, Graham Bourne's impact on this year's squad, which he has the track record with the Knock FC. Um, so that only bodes well. Coming down the tracks, <clears throat> talking point. Uh, so that's the finish, and I suppose another thing to the finish. It was so exciting. It was absolutely amazing. It was it was it was brilliant as a supporter to be in Wexford, winning away from home, and like it was just class. It was it was really like usually loud bloody die in the last few minutes or balls it up or find a way to lose it but this team found a way to win it and it was just brilliant it was special like whatever happens for the rest of the year we have, we've we've had a great league campaign and we've had a tremendous uh, tremendous Leinster win like we haven't beaten Wexford in 39 years in the, in the Leinster Championship and to do that today was just brilliant and in the manner we did it where we thought we were going to lose it and then just to play with sheer quality and class to hit 8 points in a row was class ok I know I'm getting very excited and I am excited because it was just brilliant and I think you kind of you had to be there the way they were just lashing over the points I know uh, the Sunday game mightn't give it as uh, much uh, justice as as it was, but they really played with quality, with class, and you would have you were very you would have been very proud of them, the the skill levels they showed uh, to kick those eight points, and it was just class, just ke- you'd love it to keep going and keep going, and you wish they played like that tempo the whole time, because like I said in the match report, you felt they were dragged down to that their level, to Wexford's level, and uh, but. Once Loud threw off the shackles and expressed themselves and forgot about everything else and just played football the way they can, they just blew Wexford off the field and it was brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So, next talking point, talking point number four. And the this is this is a question I'm going to throw out there, but I'm fairly certain that uh, I think it's the first time Loud has kicked 22 points in the Leinster Championship. Uh, and that is some goal, like Jesus, twenty two points in a seventy minute game of football, and they were they were like uh, they were packing the defence. They had four, they had fourteen men in the forty five yard line at one stage, and um, but like this, it just shows it was some goal and skill level. The the points weren't easy. They were they were well worked. We 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 can open teams up. Like twenty two points is some going. I think the most we we we've definitely got twenty two scores before we hit three nineteen against Carlo in ninety four. And I think that was down in Carlo as well. Um but like twenty two points, like really like it's like a Horland score. So that that in itself is so attractive and it's it was really good to see and like really uh, really outstanding. Like really uh Really, like significant, and it'll always stand out. Twenty-two points, 
Wow, Loud kicked 22 points in one day. We conceded 125 last year against Leitrim in the Championship. So the buzz is back. Um, talking point number five, and it has to be the dubs are next. That's the biggest talking point nearly to come from this game, that now we have the chance to play Dublin. Um, what does that mean? It mean, like for the county, it means like... We can all get behind in there for the next day. We're going to be playing them in Port Leash in uh, 14 days' time. Geez, you'd wish the, the Loud Stadium was ready and we could have a crack at them at home. Wouldn't that be terrific? But even so, we've, we have 13 days to prepare and we have 13 days to hype up the game. I'll do my best to hype it up, like always. Um, but it'll be terrific. It'll get the buzz going around the schools. Uh, the kids will all still be in school. And they'll be all talking about it. It'll be in the radio. It'll be on... Uh, on the TV, who like Dublin are a D team at the moment, and anything goes around them is going to be a bit of a circus. So that that'll hype the whole thing up. And then there's also the fact that we whatever whatever happens now, we're going to be a part of history. Whether we're whether we're um, whether we're there the, the year, whether we look back and Dublin win the championship, do the five in a row, they would have played loud, loud along the way. Um, when uh, awfully big carry and stuff uh, to stop the five in a row, awfully played loud that year in '82. So we never know; could be something in that, uh, some sort of significance. Um, and who knows? Maybe we could, we could, we could stunt them. I know we mightn't stop their five in a row tilt, but we might stop their uh, what is it? Ten in a row Leinster's. Is it ten in a row? The one? Yeah, it's definitely. Won't talk about twenty ten, but twenty eleven on they've they've dominated. So we could stop that and be a part of that history as well. Um, and <clears throat> there's also uh, we're it's out of Crow Park as well. Now always nice to play Dublin out of Crow Park as well. Like that'll add to it. It'll be a little bit different. Um, we'll be well used to Port Leash as well. Um, we'll be facing the Dubs. It's always great banter, and they'll they'll bring a sense of a carnival to it. Carnival atmosphere, so it's brilliant, and for uh, for the for the players as well, it's um, it's a test, it's the ultimate test. He spoke to Samuel Roy before the game; he wanted to play Dublin. Spoke to Fergus Sheiky; he wanted to test himself against uh, Stephen Cluxton, and uh, that that just shows that's the mentality of these players. Uh, Declan Bourne as well. You want to play the best. You want to stand up and see how you are against against uh, top opposition, and Dublin are the top opposition. There's no doubt about it. It's great to see how we measure up. And these are young players, just like they learned from Division Two last year. They learned from a game against Dublin, and all this Tier Two bullshit as well. Uh, improving. That's how you improve. You improve by playing better opposition, and we'll whatever happens, either we win or we learn from Dublin whatever happens however the result goes we'll test ourselves it'll test each and every one of the players and the backroom staff and uh, the likes of myself even it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a learning core for all of us it's going to be a really special occasion nice to have that special focus and it's nice to enjoy it as well there's zero pressure on the lads they're playing the best Gaelic football team that has ever been and now we're going to get a chance to have a crack at them I don't know when the last time we played Dublin. Maybe it was was it two thousand? No, we played them in two thousand eight. We played them in two thousand and ten. Was it? Did we play them in twenty eleven? Twenty. Oh, we played them. We played them. Well, we got we got hammered. We got hammered anyway. But uh, I think it was after two thousand eight. 
and it was after 2010, maybe 2012 or 2013. Can't remember, but I'm sure to get back back to it when uh, when I get when I uh, look over the results and preview the game. Um, so so that that's it. That's that's where it ends. That's where the Wexford Talking Point podcast ends on Loud and Proud. And my voice is probably about to go as well after such a big day. Um, relive the day on my Instagram account. Go over to Twitter. Read, listen back on the uh, podcast. Um, enjoy the whole thing. It was great. It's a rare, wonderful victory over Wexford. We haven't had one in a long time. Uh, I'd like to thank Healthy Meals for uh, sponsoring the the this recent run of uh, podcasts and live league all about it shows um round six and round seven they were all there all up online you can check that out if you don't if you don't want to forget about club club action they offer three delicious meals freshly prepared healthy calorie counted five days a week for only 60 euros and you get 10 percent if you mention loud and proud so do get on it a lot of you have already fair play to you and uh, that's great i'm delighted to offer that discount um Thanks to Healthy Meals for getting uh, supporting, I suppose, loud and proud as well. Thanks very much for tuning in. It's been an absolutely epic day. Really appreciate it. Go to all the Twitter, Facebook and Instagram for the whole lot. Like I said, relive the day. Let's enjoy it while we can. I'll have all preview of the Dublin game coming up. I'll have a preview uh, podcast on that game with a special interview. Um, as well so bring on the dubs come on loud what an absolutely epic day in Wexford and uh, thanks for tuning in come on loud